It's, it's Majid. Is it Mahid or Majid? I think it's Mahid. It, it does say uh, Mahid Jordan with Drake. It's that OVO sweatshop sound. But it does say with Drake. You know, I've noticed that if you are an artist that's like higher caliber, it won't say featuring, it'll say with. <laughs> so like with Beyonce, with Drake, I feel like it's a, uh, it's a, probably like a get around for like not, you probably get like higher credits for it if it's just a feature or something in, in publishing, perhaps. Probably. Or it'll say, especially on the weekend, it'll say like Rosalia and the weekend. You know, <laughs> it won't just be her song. You got to have that partnership. I think it's some money thing behind it, probably. It'll probably be like, You're, you, you should be honored that I'm on this song with you. In fact, it'll be my song. I'm going to put my name right there. Let me get that ampersand. In the production, in the title. Put my name in the middle of your name. So it's Mahid quotations Drake Jordan. Doja Cat with The Weeknd. Doja Cat. She'll be there. With wigs. Dude, a whole lot of wigs you got. You know, uh, Rick and Bond, what's up, everybody? Thanks for listening on this splendid Monday or whenever you're listening. I was listening to an old episode. What we got away from, dude, is saying, we used to do this more than once a week, but he used to say, how's your day going, dude? Top of the pod, you know? How's your week going? Top of the pod. How's your week been? I forgot about that. Yeah. Just, you know, got away. Probably some pandemic in there probably got away. Maybe. The 17th episode, what... (laughs) If you do it every day, it's like, how's your day going? It's like, I mean, I did the same thing. I'll try to spruce it up, but after, like, Six times in a month, your days, your days, kind of the similar things. Yeah. It's like, okay. How'd your week go? How's your week going? Week's going good. Just working a lot. <laughs> That's, I think that might have been why the, the how's your day going stopped because it's just like, well, I've kind of been working and then also trying to work to not to work. But you know, what's what's what was the best part of your week? Best part of my week. Fuck. <laughs> You got something. I I don't know. 
The best part of my week, thanks for asking, is uh, everybody listening on Discord. Started a Discord channel, got Fresh 50. Shout out to the one lady, I forgot your name. I'll look up your name right now on Instagram. Um, Zibama is the 50th member to join the Discord channel. Hop on over to uh, YouTube or to Instagram. Probably need a hyperlink or something, but get in that Ricker and Bond Discord family. Become a fam bam, you know? How do we have 50 members? Ricker and Bond. How do we have 50 listeners? Hottest show. Hottest show on the net, dude. Where can you get the same education while side-splitting humor from two middle-aged 20-year-olds? I mean, there's no other place. Where can you learn about cloud computing and then talk about Drake's baby in the same thing, you know? That's true. You can get both of those forms of content right here on Ricker and Bond every week. At 2 a.m. Monday. Hop into the Discord. You can, everybody got sick ideas. Put them in there. People talking about what kind of topics they want. People talking about their businesses. One person at the, at the very, very ground level joined the Discord, said, is casual racism allowed here? And then someone else said no. So I liked that. Uh, community policing, whether it's part of that or not, but <laughs> at least he asked. <laughs> he did ask super politely, and you know, I didn't. I this the show had does have a, a lineage of dark racial humor. It we, does we, have dark racial undertones. We love dark past. <laughs> Sorry, that dark, but love love humor, love commenting on society through humor, and you know, sometimes you got to ask, hey, casual racism funny but if someone says no then you're like, all right cool man i'm just getting getting a gauge of the room that's like i wonder <laughs> you gotta wonder if they engage in casual racism in their everyday no, life if, you know to, if you're asking to a discord and ask if you're asking for a for a, in a discord rick and bond discord family and you're like hey casual racism there's a probably like i don't know 40 percent chance that there's non-casual racism <laughs> in that person's life what do you think the percentages are there if you're in a Discord asking, hey, casual racism? That there's actual like racism. The people engaging <laughs> in Discords <laughs> are probably like more or less like casually racist. It's it's, Just it's cause internet vibes, eh? Dude, crypto Twitter is so like I am not on that. Not I, I have I have curated my personal Twitter to be nothing but positivity and productivity. But I do have to stay plugged into crypto Twitter and in Boyle. People go crazy. It's weird. They'll be like, well, you're so fucking stupid. What are you fucking (laughs) I'm just like, dude, like, how are you like sitting on a bus somewhere? Probably (laughs) like typing this out to someone. It's it gives people meaning, I suppose, in life somehow. I oh, my God, I I, I suggest, I mean, uh, why are you in the crypto Twitters for, to, to make an authority for your own name or just to find stuff or what? To get rich. Okay. To find gems. Well, Follow the money. You might have, well, you can do that without, I mean, that's following I gotta be people deep in the conversation. It. That's how I find all the money makers. I see. Can't find them on YouTube. YouTube's full of trash. I YouTube's suppose full so. of like pump and dumps well so is twitter 
But like YouTube is like even more so because you get paid from the pump and you get paid from the video that blows up. So, you know, there's a double it's, incentive. It's a lagging incentive uh, indicator rather for, for YouTube to make things that people are looking for. That, and if you want to be value investing into shit coins, then you're probably not going to find that too much on popular YouTube videos. Because to be on popular YouTube videos with a lot of views, besides having a brand already, you kind of have to just pump what's pumping. That's the news. I'm starting to rethink the term shitcoin because there's just so much money in some of these quote-unquote shitcoins that they're like almost real. Like Doge and Sheep have, what, like $30 billion or something in them? That's like more than most companies. I'm just like... It's also worldwide. Yeah. (laughs) It's but it's also stuff. nothing. It's also based on nothing, but people are putting their money in it. It's also not just retail. Like I always say, there's a lot of other people maneuvering things in, in coins. Just saying that. But there's a lot of money to be made if you are retail or not. She pumped, and it pumped big. She went fucking nasty. I put on nasty. the Rick Aaron Bond Instagram, a classic. If you <laughs> invested... One penny into Sheeb fifty years ago, you'd be a trillionaire. And I, but I, I did ask if people knew what Sheeb was. Some people didn't. Can, uh, but that's why that's that's why you say at some point it is a shit coin because you're. I asked you, Bon Gen, explain Sheeb coin, and then what's the answer you give besides it's a coin with a lot of money in it? I would say it's a fun cryptocurrency based on a dog. Utility none. Funness one hundred. However, capital. Huh? Um, what was I gonna say? There was a trade that you could see on the blockchain. I should have found it. And somebody bought, I think, a thousand dollars of sheep in August of 2020. And at the height of the pump, it was worth 5.1 billion dollars. And people were saying, if they sold that, that would probably be the greatest trade in history. Perhaps. I'm not sure what the greatest trade in history was. That's definitely, like, definitely in uh, that time span, probably. 400 days. Yeah. Probably with the time span and, and gain. Yeah. First of all, you couldn't even liquidate that. You need to like do it slowly. It's going to say you got a pyramid out of that. Probably Carefully. Maybe just no tack it all into tether. <laughs> if there's not, enough tether for that. I might choose a different stable coin tether. than tether. But, you know. Maybe they were right about that. I was, before, I, I was like... About Tether. Explain what a stable coin is there, Bonjen. A stable coin is a cryptocurrency. And supposedly, each cryptocurrency in the supply is backed by a real dollar somewhere. I think USDC <coughs> is run by Coinbase. Um, DAI is run by, I don't know, and Tether is run by some fucking sketchy laundering money qua- pyramid scheme company somewhere don't use tether um not financial advice there's people saying that tether doesn't have all the dollars that they need to be a freaking stable commodity to put your crypto in to a stable coin so if you're using crypto it'd be like you're using stable coin to as a as a holder for a dollar so you're like oh i got this billion dollars worth of uh, a random non-utility coin that is being pumped in by industry billion dollars and uh, I made a lot of money so I need to get out of it and 
the idea is that you can quote unquote safely as however safe a US dollar is put it into another digital placeholder for your crypto and then do stuff with it but Tether might not have dollars trade that shit for some ETH she pumped a lot of people probably made money probably a lot of people also got in at the top is it is it downer what's it what's it going right now it's pretty stable That's which fun. is surprising to me i think sheep's here to stay it actually flipped dogecoin it did what it was meant to do flip dogecoin before even reach, reaching a penny so and what are the big monies that are holding it up because it ain't just a couple people that got rich off billions that are retail you know you keep bringing not up just that point way. but honestly who cares like yeah. Elon Musk could have bought it like 90% of the supply. Like I would still suggest people buy it if they're going to 10 times their money in two weeks. Not right now though. Do not do it right now. It's pretty hot. Two adjacent Uh, things. I think, I think you could still have money, but you don't, uh, it's more interesting to me to see what entities are holding it up and why. Why to make money? What other reason could there be? Uh, I, I don't mean, think it, I haven't heard anybody be like thing? we're gonna accept we're gonna accept Shiva's payment. For people for, say that about Doge, I don't know why. Like why well, exactly? That's why there's kind of like big hands trying to make sly moves with these these retail coins for either hedging reasons or giving kind of like a leverage over retail and stuff. Like yeah, I got I got all this power in my hand with this random coin. My thing is big, big money whale people have no leverage over me <clears throat> because all the activity you can see, you know, everything. You can see what wallet they're switching to, the volume, the time they're trading, like when shit's about to break out. You just got to learn it, you know? So I'm never, I'm never going to get rugged again. I know the game too well. I just... Right now, I'm just like chilling, just watching from the sidelines until things cool off a bit. If you want to know more about crypto, always hop in the Instagram, Ricker and Bond. Hop in the Discord. Cats talking about crypto all the time. And if you don't know anything, try to get like a one-on-one on it sometimes. Check out intothablock.com. Not a sponsor. It has a lot of information about um, like each coin in terms of like blockchain uh like stats and exchange flows and analysis and address and transaction shit it actually costs money it costs eight dollars a month but like hop on that free trial and like look around could you source it from anywhere else the data beautiful site you know this is the best data i've seen you probably could but like this is like some of the stuff i've never seen before what do they got they got let me log in freaking order flows bro well they got more than order flows all right so i'm gonna hop i'm gonna top, click on bitcoin it gives you signals on-chain signals exchange signals it tells you the ownership of each coin um so like 1.53 percent of bitcoin is held by whales which is pretty good um there you can see like there's addresses that haven't like traded in years addresses that are like frequently trading addresses that aren't aren't trading um you can see like by each month 
how many orders are going in. Uh, let me see what else you can see here. You can take a look at the mining stuff. The mining stats. It's taking a second to load. So, yeah, mining is actually declining because it's getting more expensive to mine. Is this you know, different from Glassnode? If you know Glassnode, just besides the the UX of it? Like the know. user design of it? I don't think I've ever been on Glassnode. Similar data. Cool. But they had, this caught my attention because they had like a lot of information about Sheeb that I didn't even know about. Like Sheeb is heavily, have probably the most concentrated coin I've ever seen. Um, In terms fucking, of what, ownership? Yeah. It, That's what I'm saying. It's very interesting to see who's owning and for what reasons. It's owned by, well, 41% is, no, I'm sorry. Sheeb is fine. 41% is burned. Doge is held by like 70%, like two people. One could be, who fucking knows, probably some kid that lost his wallet. Industry. Industry people is what I think. Facebook, you ever heard of it? No. Not anymore because it's called Meta. Meta. So and Mark Zuckerberg gave us a look at our future. Shout out Peter. He wanted me to explain this in depth because he didn't get it. Shout out Peter from Norway. No one really gets it, but they will. Oh, I get it, dude. It's well, I said it before, but in terms of um, decentralization, I said no one's going to care about decentralization unless big companies like your Facebook and Apple and Microsoft care about it and, and make it consumer-friendly for things. Doing virtual worlds, Microsoft has already kind of been into it, but more from an enterprise side. This from a consumer side is, is pretty freaking p- pivotal in the timeline of the ev- evolution of the internet. Facebook. You know what's going to happen though, right? Explicit, let's explain it first. Facebook rebranded into meta and they basically <laughs> haven't changed anything besides having, a, 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 they haven't changed their corporate structure, they said, but they are, diving headfirst into the metaverse, which is a digital representation of the world, basically. Uh, virtual realities. Have you ever played? Uh, did you ever? Uh, I forget the name, but someone was talking about it. But virtual realities and also holograms and a lot of things. What were you going to say? What's going to happen? So in the thing, in the keynote, Mark Zuckerberg was talking about how it's very important that the metaverse stays open like the internet and how apps work with each other. Mm. Otherwise, what's the point if you buy an NFT and you can't take it to another like app to have a complete metaverse and not just one company's metaverse. Yeah. But Apple is going to be like, nah, we're going to make our own metaverse and we're just going to let people choose. And obviously Apple's is going to be better because like they're going to take way longer to refine it. But um, it's going to be interesting to see who wins. I would prefer Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse because like, I think that's how it should be. But are you sure that's the actual implementation of what Facebook is going to do? Yes. Facebook said Facebook or Mark Zuckerberg was like, yeah, we want apps to work with each other. We want you to be able to take digital goods 
from one app to another. We want you to be able to not just use our app store, but we want you to be able to like sideload apps from a PC or like some other computer. Um, we want you to be able to build your own headsets and like we want companies to be able to build their own headsets and make like even greater experiences than we can perhaps. And Facebook's whole thing is like, so they're investing $10 billion a year into metaverse technology. Cause they say there's like 12 um, sectors of technology that we're just not there yet. Like stuff, including um, like eye, like computer vision and like eye tracking and like audio, like recognition and shit. So they're like, we're going to pour a bunch of money into that. Our platform where you can build stuff is called horizon. And there's like horizon home where like you'll live and then horizon work where like you'll work and have meetings and stuff. But we want you guys to build your own stuff, but it doesn't need to be on horizon. It can be like on whatever, but we will make tools to help you build stuff so that like shit, like if you're having trouble, like making stuff with hands and grabbing stuff, like we have code to help you do that. Kind of like Apple does. Like they have like an SDK. That's why every app kind of looks the same. Can you explain what so, SDK is? SDK is basically, it stands for, let me see, I forgot. It stands for Software Development Toolkit. So it's basically like a set of instructions or like almost a template kind of, like of just buttons and like shit so that your app like looks cohesive in the OS. Android has one. Operating system. Apple has one. Um, so that all the apps like look pretty the same. <laughs> So when Apple comes out with their glasses and they're doing their metaverse shit, I bet you all of their metaverse apps are only going to work with Apple stuff and Apple glasses. And then people are going to be like, do I want to use Apple metaverse chat or this other metaverse chat that I don't know is as secure, you know, just like um, Android <laughs> Apple. What? Just like Android Apple apps. Pretty much. On mobile phone. Literally that just like, what a, what a 180 like, brand change, dude. And this this is also why I, I really loved their change to Meta because it, like you just talked about Facebook, like, because the sentiment before two days ago of Facebook was privacy sucks. They are overlords and we don't like them for most 20 year olds and even older people. Mm -hmm. You just talked about them like they're, they're, democratizing the metaverse which is an amazing brand change in a day well that's the thing though because mark zuckerberg kind of touched on that so the reason why he wants an open internet is because mark zuckerberg is like a very like nerdy pc kid like bill gates like he wants everything to work with each other he's very anti-iphone he like he wants everybody at facebook to use android so when you do that, it's hard to monetize that. So you have to track people with advertising. So he is trying to, because he did the same thing in Congress. He, he was like, it's, he was kind of like, it's okay that we're tracking people because everything is open the way the internet is supposed to be. We don't want you in a walled garden. We want you in like an open ecosystem. But to do that, we need money. And to get money, we need to track you. And then Tim Cook is like, nah, like, fuck being open. We're just going to charge you for services and products. And we're going to control the whole experience so that you're quote unquote safe. So Mark Zuckerberg is kind of like 
glossing over the layer that you know tracking is about to increase with we need everything to be open and everything to be free that could be Does why that make sense that could be why government is down on facebook because if they have open data for everything there's probably some vulnerabilities for u.s citizen data yeah and government wants to protect uh a citizen's right to privacy that can so make sense when a company says like yo we're gonna we're gonna take your data and do not this with it and then they secretly do then the government's like yo you guys are okay. lying to the people that That's might be the, the classic government answer i've been looking for of why U.S. government is a little down on Zuckerberg. And that might be a nice little lead. Um, man, this is, I, it's a freaking pivotal moment, this thing, man. Um, I, go for it. No, go ahead. So I put on my Instagram story a picture of the thing, of Mark Zuckerberg, like a news post. And some people, mostly everybody I responded, was kind of scared, like, whoa, this is sketchy. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Actually, mm-hmm. most people didn't understand. But nobody was like, yo, look at this potential. Yo, this is, like, going to change the game. Like, no, nobody. Like, this is – Tim Cook even said a couple of years ago, he said – he didn't say metaverse, but he said AR is going to be as big as the app store. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, coming to fruition. Yeah, man. Facebook's trying to get ahead of it and they're going to, I said to you that they're trying to capture the generation after the TikTok generation of, of having a, this is the company that you think of when you think of virtual experiences and digital experiences in physical life. And I mean, it's a solid step, but man, Eventually, man, th- what this leads to is just uploading consciousness to try to put it into space. <laughs> and that that is where it, it kind of gets, I could, I don't, I'm sure not a lot of people that are laymen were thinking of that and being like, oh, that's kind of scary. But uh, I, I would love to hear what Mr. Elon Musk has to say about this. He's probably like, oh, okay. Because he's, he's on rockets. probably thought of, that'd be really interesting. I, I, I did he ever talk about Metaverse in, in his Rogan podcast or anything? I don't think so. But he he talks just talked about AI. About altered consciousness. What about so that? So basically, so yeah, kind of. He was like, so what Mark Zuckerberg was talking about was everything Elon was talking about. But Elon was saying it's going to be in your brain. Mm-hmm. And Mark Zuckerberg was like, it's going to be in glasses first, obviously. But do you think it'll be in our brain to lifetime? that degree in our lifetime? Lifetime, probably. At least something. Huh. At least one thing, like the first step forward in the next, if I live 180 years. Yeah. Um, Education is going to be crazy. But that's, you know, that's, I hope people are, are looking out in the future. Maybe Elon's whole um, scared about AI thing has already put into context of these small steps of metaverse stuff in his mind. Uh, no pun intended, but got to be wary of it somehow oh i hope there's some because you know it, it, with crypto slash decentralized stuff there's always like audits of things i hope someone's just got a little a little watchdog on stuff so it doesn't get out of control in in whatever way oh, there's and, an ai ethics board but 
you know, I don't think there's any government, federal, um, AI thing. Yeah, I can do anything. Everybody in the government is like old. I'm gonna die before this fucking happens. Yeah, it's um, like not even on Joe Biden's radar. Like, yeah. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah. It's probably interesting seeing what part of the government is so entrenched in like now, now combined with old politics stuff of just like, you know, we got a dollar tied to the tied to oil. So we got to be like stationed in other places and we have to be ahead of, I don't know. It, it, it'd be interesting to see how much in the future the U S government thinks of tech slash just future stuff in general. I, I would veer not too much because I don't know. I feel like the U.S. is kind of just like, yo, we got to hold on and defend to what power we've brought unto the world <laughs> for our own uh, case use cases. And and doing that is a, is a big old mission. Will there be wars over digital real estate? There'll be wars over... They just, the U.S. has to just invest in the best computer engineers in the world to like secure United States federal digital real estate. There will probably be wars over the infrastructure physically that makes that stuff. You think? It's already a, a cold war with China and, and Taiwan and U.S. The, a, huh. a war doesn't have to be guns, but there's definitely conflict over technology yeah, like here's the thing though like hardware yeah that's important but if you take someone's hardware a lot of the times it's encrypted so then you just have a like a block like you need access to their software sure i'm sure you can you can fit some software into the the war outline as well but that that is something that you don't really hear a lot you hear a lot of semiconductor conflict you hear a lot of supply chain conflict but I guess with the, the in the vein of um, like ransom attacks, you see the software conflicts. And man, there was a whole lot of media about ransomware attacks of like uh, malicious things from other entities on software of of there was that meat thing. So there, so there is software conflict, but things like that will probably be a little more in the now. If you, I, if you stop software to to certain things, man, that you've you've successfully cut off a part of a society. Software is everything. Software eats the world, as Mark Andreessen, Mark Andreessen. I fucking, yeah, I hop in the says. elevator. I'm like, yo, this bitch is running on Python right now. Like, yeah, that's fucking nasty. Like everything. These um. These clips of hologram stuff that I'm assuming are from the keynote from Facebook slash Meta. Also, just the the branding of Meta is just a great word. Like Jeez. I've already I've already like used Meta as just like the metaverse for multiple times. I love it as as a in the now branding marketing thing. My goodness, God! Beautiful. Look at us talking good about Facebook. I, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like I wasn't completely on the side of like, ooh, Facebook's scary and stuff. But my goodness, the complete 180 that it has for, for like normal, not really crypto people. I'm not sure about older people yet, but it's not like they weren't doing this shit like last year. They've had Oculus and everything, but yeah. 
the, it's the just, out. Ugh, Facebook. Just like that's they don't care about you anymore. You know they're trying to get the the younger people and be like, yo, this is what I've I've grown up on virtual realities in my desktop, and and they've been increasingly three D for me as a, as a young person born in twenty ten or twenty twenty probably, <laughs> and <clears throat> all I know is is the blue meta, dude. So when Instagram becomes a place that you visit instead of an app that you just open how addicting will that be oh the addicting yeah that crack bro it's gonna be awful for kids yeah it's gonna be horrible you can literally holy shit you can literally be like in the car with your child and they can have glasses on and they can like be getting just like bullied like the worst thing ever and you you don't even know yeah or like they could be like talking to some predator, you know, or there, w- there will be hopefully a whole category of study of mental health slash brain rewiring that this is going to put onto people. This will definitely change the brain structure of kids that <sighs> knew nothing but it. It's going to be awful. It's going to be horrible. And in, in, in the same, that image thing for people I get for Facebook, but like, that's happened in like magazines in the 1950s and TV and stuff. But yeah, but I feel like this is worse. It is. It's, it's internet. And you know, internet is just exponential and it, it will be you. a whole lot worse, especially like I've said before, <laughs> if you want to see the future, just look at movies and things. There's a, a movie uh, that Bruce Willis was in. I saw on Ian Dunlap's Instagram that I posted on Ricker and Bond. Um, I forget what it was, but you're controlling an avatar and you're in a bed somewhere and that's what it's kind of going towards. And you can do anything you can be whatever you want, be fake from what your physical body is basically. And you, you saw that with that, that Fox show where you're like, you, you're an avatar and you're not you. And people have done that with the internet for, for years, virtual, virtual worlds and Twitter, even just anonymous things. Do you watch Black Mirror? Uh, he used to back in the day, yeah. You see that one episode where that guy is like in a video game in his mind? Yeah. But like he keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper. That was and 2020. You know, like, that was 2024, bro. <laughs> oh, that was, that was crazy. But like the thing was like, they were like, oh yeah, time moves a lot. What was it? Slower? Slower. Well, the wasn't he, in, go he, was, in. he was a prisoner, right? Yeah, he was a prisoner and he was trying to get the fucking chip out. And then at the end, they go all the way to base reality and it only been like a millisecond it's 2024 man (laughs) stuff like that man that slippery slope i hope i hope people with a lot of capital and power and and the citizens of of the world together will will try to do something beneficial in that way where it's i don't know healthy i i don't i don't think so you don't think it's going to be healthy Hell no. It's going to be, no. Okay, it's going to benefit society in more ways than we can imagine. You know? Just like now, there's more good probably from the internet than there is bad. There's more good, but, but it's going to be so good that you notice the bad. <laughs> yeah. you know? that's, that's, that's how everything is usually. If it's the good. internet were half good, half bad, then it'd be a different story. But the internet's mostly good, I feel. Yeah. It's like it enriches people's lives more than it hurts it. It's, you're definitely going to, I think, 
I think you saw it with like the beginnings of this kind of now prehistoric modern internet where you you had people like coaching you, especially young kids on like internet safety and stuff of like, be careful of strangers. You're going to have to have a whole lot of preparation for not completely dying in the metaverse. Great business opportunity. I know. Metaverse school. But just like ethics and stuff and like, because it's, it's going to get blurred and blurred and blurred every month, dude. It's going to, oh God. And, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm finna watch this movie that I posted because all, all these movies, like I said, that Amazon Prime movie called Upload, I believe it's called, where he dies and he's in uh, digital purgatory or something. I'm finna watch some of these AI movies and see what people have already put out in front of people's faces as, as like a freaking carrot. Be like, yo, well, this is what's going to happen, but no one's going to talk about it until it happens. Yeah. God. It's going to be so nasty, the people that are like born into it. <laughs> there's there's a funny skit about that of like <laughs> of a kid in couple decades from now being like yeah mom i'll help you stream your consciousness into the metaverse but like it's pretty easy skip in that vein and it's gonna be a whole lot of that man yeah i can already tell who is gonna be left behind in my immediate circle <laughs> hey man as long, it, uh, as long as they enjoy their life nothing bad about it this is one guy i fucking hate when people do this dude like I, I put that thing on my story and he's like, oh, dude, how do we invest? What do we do? Mm-hmm. And I didn't even respond because I just wanted to say Google.com. Just just hours and hours of research. And then eventually you'll find something that gives you a lead. Yeah, I didn't even say that. That that, that is the answer to most people saying, you know, like, what do I do about this? Become either a, a master and a, a, a very knowledgeable person in that field with time usage or luck yourself into hopefully partnering with people or employing people that have mastery into it. Um, Make your own company and sell it. But either way, mastery of a field is the only way you can find that real answer. This is crazy. I can't wait for movies to be like made for the metaverse. Well, we were talking about virtual reality and Pornhub, man. It, yeah, that's going to be nuts. That's going to be nuts. Like, imagine you put on glasses and, like, yeah. the girl is just on you. Or, like, you want to fuck a hooker in Berlin, but she's in Berlin and you're in L.A. And the, she the, just puts on her glasses and you put on yours. The earliest headline I saw from Pornhub virtual reality was, like, 2014. And I think I think it was, like, around the 10s where <laughs> where people were trying to get into that stuff. And I'm sure there's like 1980s. I, I was finna look up like 1940s sci-fi because I feel like they have, they've already like thought about this stuff. Um, but those images from that keynote, I'm assuming, um, I saw clips of people playing chess and people playing ping pong. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, a hologram of a person across the world. And man... Very interesting stuff. You know what company I think could have a lot of fun with this? Nintendo. Nintendo. Atari. With this, Is Atari still around? Atari still is a thing. I, I was 
listening to a, a talk from the, the CEO of Atari. Atari's last headline was Soldier Boy was mad at them because they gave Soldier Boy, like, I want to say half of a crypto that they were making, a token. And uh, he thought he had 50% of the Atari company. And then the Atari company. And he was like, yo, I own it. I'm, I'm the owner of Atari now. And someone, and someone either told him or like sued him. He's like, yo, you're not the owner of Atari. We gave you crypto, my guy. And he went on a big old rampage and it was kind of funny. That was the last big headline for Atari. They don't have the, they don't really have mind share Atari. You think Nintendo has enough mind share to get into AR stuff? Yes. People, for a couple of reasons, people love the Switch, especially kids. And Nintendo just has that great IP. Mario games on the Metaverse, bro. Mm -hmm. Pikachu, whatever it's called, Pokemon Go. All the classic games that people... So this is how you get the, the older generation, 30-year-olds, who are kind of foot already dipped into tech stuff, but like to really get the nostalgia going. Yeah. You, you put them in to the Mario world, bro. 3D around and you you you're running through the thing. You're you're jumping up. You're walking through Pokemon. Pretty cool. Or you already saw with Pokemon Sony, Go too. If they made a like a PS PlayStation M, PSM. Oh. PlayStation Meta. And they, you just like have games and shit on your glasses and you can like play with people. The biggest thing for me, like what separates it from like your classic virtual reality and AR that we know today is how like people can transport and you see their avatar there and their avatar is being perfectly tracked, at least their faces mm-hmm. by their glasses from wherever they are. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, Physically. you and I could like literally you could be sitting on my couch and I could be looking at you and it's like you're here. And I think that in itself is going to become just like such a normal thing that like at first it'll be like, whoa, this is cool. And then it'll just be like so normal that we're going to use it all the time. And it's going to be hard to think about when we didn't do it. Yeah. That versus the digital reality thing is interesting because I think you'll see a lot more of the physical integration of holograms and stuff with like Apple and Microsoft, especially Apple, I think would probably be less digital world off top at first yeah. and more digital stuff transported into physical world. It seems like Facebook wants to go very virtual with it. And Microsoft has kind of done the same, but they've also had hologram stuff as well. Like the Microsoft Mesh is another good example of hologram stuff but they like enterprise stuff as well. They were stressing the importance, Facebook, about how important it is that everyone's avatar is linked to them because <laughs> then like, you don't want to be walking around as someone else because these avatars are going to literally be like as important as your government identity at some point. And Mark Zuckerberg was saying everybody's going to have a couple. They're going to have like one that looks like them, like almost to the T. So like if you're in a work meeting and you don't want to be like a fucking elephant or something, like it'll be like you're sitting there. And then if you're hanging out with your friends, you could like use a cartoon one or something. So everyone's going to have like a lot, but they're going to have one like, you know, this is like my professional one that I go on job interviews with or 
you know you, you see that with apps now you have you have different personalities and it, yeah. identities on on the internet if you're on linkedin you have and it all goes back to dave Chappelle's skit dude dave Chappelle had that skit of the internet where he's inside the internet but like you have these different rooms of apps on the internet little web 2 stuff that you're in right now instagram people had instagram and then a fake instagram to have a different identity linkedin mm -hmm. has a different identity um discord will have a different identity than twitter it's all it's always been you kind of you're you put on a different mask for the society you're in currently and you know internet just a different extension of that metaverse a different extension of that but that hologram know. stuff man that hologram stuff that's that hologram new hologram stuff is i was sitting in a bar i was explaining this to miles i was like okay and there were tvs and everyone was there like there were a bunch of people there's a game on. I was like, okay, Miles, imagine we're in this bar and everybody has on glasses and there's no TVs. But like we're looking, everybody's looking at the wall and they see the same game as a hologram in real time. And no matter where you look, like it's like perfectly tracked to like the wall. So it looks like a TV. But then also, let's say Sean's not here and he wants to be. So we just call him and then boom, like we're looking to our right and his avatar is right there. And he sees from where he is, our avatar sitting in his home. It's going to be really weird, like how that's going to be mapped out. Because if we're sitting at a table and there's not a table at his house, it's going to look weird for him. But like he, he, he got the idea about how <laughs> communication is like, I feel like the travel is not going to really be a thing that much anymore. Um, Long distance relationships will, are going to go through the roof. There will always be a place for physicalness i will say that even yeah. even you, you've seen it and it, it will probably trans translate itself into the future technology as well but you saw it with zoom stuff where like you can even if you take that view and you see our 2d screens right now on a physical surface a 2d digital screen streaming physical places onto one place i see your couch I'm kind of in your home, but I'm not, you know, it's kind of just, you, you, you take this and you go like that, you pinch it out and you throw it on your, on your bed. And then, you know, avatar, Rick or avatar, but you saw with people doing zoom meetings and like you could do zoom meetings, you could try to close the deal on zoom, but the, it's, there's something different about the physicality of it. And I, I do think there will always be a different edge for physicality than, than not eventually yes. maybe you fucking yeah and then you know maybe it'll get super close one day and then maybe you have a, a trance uh what's it called the uh where everything's is is everything i forgot the word you know people are gonna literally you know people are gonna smash in the metaverse because people have sex on facetime i don't have sex they mutually masturbate into their cameras but C cybering and, and like did you know the, of the word cybering cybering yeah there there's people in like hobo hotel and like old chat rooms and stuff where you, you cyber with people and have like digital tech sex dude omegle for the metaverse it's just random that'd be cool that'd be not cool that'd house. be not <laughs> okay so what 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 are the worst websites to have in the metaverse just the grossest grimiest stuff uh omegle is one where you just have random dudes with underwear on in your room God, dude, these parental controls are going to need to be. That's what I'm saying. It's, I mean, 
I, I don't know how much of an overestimation it is just because like we're watching it happen. I don't know if people like people that are older us probably saw the internet and phones and their somewhat fear of it was heightened because they were just, they were before it. So I'm not sure how much of an over-exaggeration it is going to be, but I mean, phones are addicting and it's pretty unhealthy. So there, there's always going to be something unhealthy about new tech. It's gonna, yeah, be, it's, gonna it's gonna be, be weird, man. It's gonna be it, like, like a combination of super immersive content and information tied mm-hmm. with everything you want to see instantly. The algorithm. Mm-hmm. So you're literally gonna have to rip your child's glasses off of them and get them to come downstairs for dinner. People will definitely have to rewire their like dopamine output. It's going to be very, 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 very hard to try to manage your your uh, reward system. Tinder in the metaverse. Tinder is already a buffer. I feel like the lack of guys walking up to girls. This is probably this is just a theory. Walking up to girls, well, obviously because of phones, and just like asking for the numbers to climb because like Tinder is like a buffer, right? So now tinder in the metaverse you match with somebody and before you even meet them in person you got to go on a metaverse date with them so it's like another barrier dating apps there have a pretty bad algorithm matching like there's no like instagram could show you what what you're very inclined to click on you know dating apps don't really have great algorithms they are good at matching attractive people with attractive people Mm -hmm. that's 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 one of their main things but yeah, they could they could go harder on like the like this person you'll love, dude. Maybe it's just a lack of data too, but like this would be like, yo, this chick yeah. you'll you'll be down with. Maybe that's a little more biomedical stuff, but they should really be like I saw a thing, I don't know if it's real. It's like a height verification thing. <laughs> I was like, yo, like just verify everything if you're gonna verify height, you know? If we're gonna fucking body shame right off the bat, like, <laughs> throw throw a weight verification in there too. Do you think it's weird? for someone to have a very strong inclination for a race of someone they're interested in. They're like, I only enjoy Chinese people as, as a mate. I don't think it's weird, but like a strong weird if they're like, I think it's weird if their reason is something other than attraction. Okay. If they're like, I think so. I think this race is stupid, so I won't date them. Then like, I think that's fucking weird. But if they're just like, oh, I'm only attracted to Chinese people, then I don't think that's weird. Like a like a super defined line where it's like, nah, I only like this this Puerto Rican guy super into me, but I only like Chinese people. <coughs> I think it's a uh, little yeah, a tiny yeah. bit weird. Like a, that's a super hard line. I think just I was thinking about it, and I, there was something that was just a little off for me. Really, a little bit. I think some people like just have some features that like if there's a feature that you find unattractive and everyone in that race has that feature, <laughs> then, you know, I, I, like, I, I like just don't like dark skin at all. I feel like that's some conditioning though. Don't you or think I, some of it is conditioning societally? I don't like big penises at all. Like, <laughs> um, let me think S- society conditioning. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe, but 
like there's a certain point where it's a little, a little less biological of like, oh, this is kind of like what my DNA is and I might have some some weird nature into that and then some weird more influence from outside sources. Well, biologically, like deep down, why are you attracted to someone? Because you think you might make healthy kids, you know? Or you mm -hmm. think like, you know, I like this person's features. I would like to pass this trait down onto my offspring. And maybe people are just like, okay, uh, I want my offspring to have the features that I have and that my ancestors had. So I am mm -hmm. like, my brain's just only going to be attracted to people that look it's like It's a little me. bit of casual biologic racism. Well, is it, is it <laughs> racism? No, racism is fucking like... I understand. It was a joke. Uh, I don't know. Racism is like evil. That's just sure nature. Sure. Could you not say? <laughs> no, I want to say that. It's a little mean. Um, like, is a cat racist for only sleeping with like gray cats? <laughs> you know, I, at one point, at, at a certain point, you could have an, an, the argument that racism stems from. Bi biological things with but racism is a little more thought processy and bigoted i th but I if, think you, if you take it down is... to that root of again like oh this is what my ancestors have so i have some dna in me that's like yo i'm trying to prolong uh, a deep-rooted ancestry then i don't know i I also do think there's a large selection of people that only date people because they think their parents would approve like there's a, I know there's like sure. a bunch of like Indian girls that'll fuck like just the biggest black bulls. And then they'll only bring home like an Indian dude to mom and dad. Uh, why you got to categorize people as bulls? Man? <laughs> <laughs> That's just go on now, man. Well, the biggest black bulls, dude. <laughs> That's just, it's half, it's half like literally what just... they say it on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's half like, Half <laughs> like slave auction, half like just visceral nature. Okay, you took it there. <laughs> that wasn't in my mind at all. I would say a bull is like a, a very big, strong man. You know. Okay. Yeah. But they, they call they uh, called nobody people, was thinking slaves. Well, that's what the the people that were at auctions not uh, relate humans to to animals. Yeah. So. No. I'm not saying they're like, like if I were to say something like a historically racist, like animal comparison, like a monkey or something. Sure, yeah, more, racist, maybe, more racist. But like fucking. Like a strong no. stallion. You don't think that's kind of weird? No. I think not at all. Weird. That's a, I think that's a term of endearment. Stallion's a strong animal. Well, where's the root from? It's like, yo, know, that, uh, that piece of, of uh, cattle is good and strong. Okay, I think just because you compare a black person to an animal doesn't necessarily have like dark racist uh, undertones. I think you can compare it could be anyone non-black an as well, like like Italian stallion thing. I still think this is kind of a. I feel like the the comparison of humans to animals might have come from darker places rather than terms of endearment. So, if you have you ever heard a really handsome man be called a stallion? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that's uh, what I think it might stem from more human trafficking stuff. 
Possibly. Okay. Well, I think that's kind of, I personally think that's kind of a leap, but could be, if you think that, all right. <laughs> could be a leap, but you know, a, lo- a lot of things that seem, uh, uh, innocuous in modern day stem from a lot of darker things. Yeah, that may be true, but also who cares? Like well, the, the, the roots of things is interesting. Cause then you find the like, roots is of that, everything. Is that moving? Is that moving us forward? If the post office used to be racist, does it, does it, does it move us forward to sit here and talk about how the post office used to be racist? I need to mail my letter, sir. I need to get this package out. The roots of everything can lead to the future. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. But like not everything no. needs to be like analyzed, you know? Like maybe, okay, let's take a look at the police and how that started from like a racist thing. The post office will give that a pass. You don't think that every, that thinking about things and where it stems from is, is not an important part of it. It's going into the future. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you have to chastise everything, but I'm saying that if you don't think about the roots, there are very interesting roots of everything that most of the time have come from positions of power to try to capitalize themselves over other things like a, like strong roots of society probably started with the Catholic church in, in, in America stuff and European stuff. And you find yeah. structures of power that have been put into people's brains and actions that have been put into people's brains that stems from a long line of someone in a human role saying, this is how I want to act. I usually think about the history of things that'll benefit my mission. That's good too. You don't Um, think it's a a good exercise to think about it, things other ways? Yeah. It's just like, I I I understand where you're coming from. There's some things you choose to, it just doesn't do anything for you. So why think about it? Like most of the internet. Yeah. It's like, you only have so many fucks to give. Like I have five fucks to give each day. And once I give out all my fucks, like I'm depleted, like I'm out of fucks. I can't run out of fucks by noon because then I got the, the rest of the day. It you know? is quite important to cherish your brain power and mind power. I agree. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Let me dive into the discord, see if there's anything that is interesting. Um, Someone just sent me a link. Jada Pinkett Smith breaking Will Smith's heart for four minutes straight. That's something. Can we talk, I... can we talk about how 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 bad how down bad Will Smith is? Uh, yes. If anybody's not familiar with the current climate surrounding Will Smith, his wife Jada Pinkett Smith currently is on this rampage of just going around on her talk show and other various forms of media and just like just berating her husband will smith american hero who we all know and love and will smith is just taking it and like at any moment could will smith like fucking get a 22 year old girlfriend and call it a day but he just continues to take it from jada pinkett smith who in my opinion has half the talent but that's neither here nor there and I'm just like, bro, like stand up for yourself, dog. Like what, what, what's going on? Anyway, there was a funny thing I sent it to you on Instagram. Someone said, uh, Will Smith should hang out with Future and like, like get a lesson. And then Future was like, 
I'd rather hang out with Jada. Former, I mean, further solidifying that future is cold as fuck. So, yeah, that, that that's just that's just a little bit of Hollywood entertainment news to get you through the week. Just a little showbiz gossiping. Showbiz gossiping. Will Smith is releasing a book, and he's like, "Oh, this is I might, I might vulnerable." Like, that, what? I might I might get that low key. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to read it. But he was like, oh, this is the most vulnerable I've ever been. I cried, I cried, I cried. And I just know Jada's looking at this pussy drying up, probably reading the book with a 25-year-old man in her bed that just like knocked her down while Will Smith is over there being rich and happy faithful, with his kids. Rich and faithful and talented. It's like, dude, it's like, God damn it, Will fucking she should be fighting for you dude you don't think he's he's fine with just having the mother of his children go in other places if he's not what do you want will to do fucking 20 year old uh i want him to take his power back i want him to leave jada what power do you think he doesn't have um have you seen the show where she's literally like talking about how she fuck the 25 year old and he's just sitting there crying no i have not how fucking like powerless i've never seen a man just like so especially it's a little worse because will smith is like or used to be the biggest like star in america or star in the world so to just see him like this i'm just like dude like why aren't you like george clooney why aren't you like like the rock like you know, like you look at their women, their women look up to them and your mm-hmm. wife is shitting on you on her mm-hmm. show. You know, Back she there. obviously does not respect you. Sure. I understand that. That's my whole thing. Some, some, uh, a lack of respect from a partner of yours. Yeah. Sure. And like, you know, I understand like it's her show, but still like their fucking, their image is like combined. Yeah. Talking about how she used to fuck Pac. I don't think she said that, but like. You don't think he's uh, <coughs> kind of out there for publicity at this point? Hmm? You don't think he's just there for publicity at this point? And maybe he's been separated to her for a minute now? Oh, they, oh, they no, they definitely fuck other people. But the difference is Will's not going on TV talking about it. Because Will has like some form of res- some shred of respect yeah, for his isn't, wife. Isn't that more power to him than than not? Like uh, you, you, I understand the the lack of respect coming from a partner and her and her potentially talking about just having sex with other people. But like, do you not think it's powerful that he's kind of just not caring about it in public? I think it's powerful. He probably read that one book. I forgot what it's called about like not talking about everything, you know, mm-hmm. however, it hurts me to sing. I can see a strong King fall. How, why very... is he falling? Because look at who is shitting on him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't keep up. That's part of the mind share. I don't like, I don't like show his gossip, but I will inquire for the sake of the show. But I, it, it seems like he's just doing his own thing. <laughs> I don't know. He just looks like a bitch. Wow. How? If he doesn't care, I guess that's, that's what fine. I'm saying. <laughs> like if, if he, if he doesn't care, then how is that other people on the internet and say then, Oh, where's your power, bro? 
Where's your freaking man pill? Like, what? What do you? Don't you think that's less power? Hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. But you got a whole bunch of community people online being like, "Yo, you got to there, there's a there's a theory that someone had about the whole manosphere thing is kind of like a a psyop, where it's it's kind of just tearing down people. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, the last clip I saw of Will Smith was him signing books with his son and his father, so it seemed kind of happy. Like, why would he oh. care about like he's probably divorced <laughs> he's just not divorced because he's he has a, a public image like you said with his ex flame that he had his kids with so you might want to go out and say what's up get get on her show publicize his book and then he goes on with his life seems pretty okay in my eye the lack well. of respect is something sure but i mean it like are are you gonna <laughs> If if a chick on the internet is posting stuff about you and trying to get your attention and you're in a better place, I feel like it's more powerful powerful to not do anything, especially public as a public figure, than to be like, Oh yeah, dude, I'm fucking future. I'm super sad, but I'm having sex with everybody. Well, look, what's the difference there? You said a chick on the internet versus your wife mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of what, twenty five years? Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a point in every relationship where the woman gets comfortable with disrespecting the man, like whether it just be in conversation, whether it be around friends. And is there? I think so. Disrespect? Disrespect. Do you think that's the same for men? Hmm. Well, it's like, well, <sighs> yes I don't want to, I don't want to like name names. Okay. But like when I like, when I like hang out with like certain couples, like the girl, will like take like jabs at the boyfriend that you wouldn't hear her say at the beginning of the relationship, something like, Oh, like I wish my boyfriend would do this. Like so-and-so I wish my boyfriend would lose some weight, you know? that's well that's just that's just disrespect (laughs) that's something you say privately so that's that's someone i would i would not want to engage my life with unless it's a a positive like yo dude you're fucking you're getting fat my guy (laughs) yeah so like if that were to happen at the beginning of the relationship then the relationship wouldn't continue but then after a couple years when the man gets comfortable and he starts getting fat and he's like then the woman starts like noticing his flaws and starts looking around for other options then she'll be like you know my my boyfriend used to do this my boyfriend used to do that is the the opposite side there as well of man to female i think i think it's a little different i think it's a little different because i think the man looks for different things in terms of continuing the relationship they both look for obviously loyalty but the woman looks for performance the woman looks for improvement throughout the relationship are you making more today than you made when we met three years ago or are you stagnant or are Mm -hmm. you declining Mm -hmm. and the man is just like you still love me you still hot okay cool you know see that's where i think for me are you am i still attracted to you but are you loyal do you give me respect and do you make my life more peaceful and if i had a family do you help me 
engage in my family? Do you help me improve in myself or help me improve myself? Not, are you still hot and loyal? Well, okay. So I didn't, you literally said everything I just said, you just phrased it differently. Okay. You did say loyalty and you said, am I still attracted to you? But you didn't say, are you making the same living you used to make? Is your I, career I, going I added, a certain way? I added, do you make my life peaceful and more engaging in it if I had a family as well? The the, the peace aspect is a, is a big portion for me. The peace is good, but the peace doesn't have to do with career. The peace I'm, is... I'm saying for, for, for me, picking up a female to spend time with, if you're making my life less peaceful and not enjoyable and give me a opportunity and space to produce something for the family, then you're not someone I would be ideally with. You, you pretty much just said, I'm not going to say every man, but what most men want in a woman. So like a man wants a quote unquote safe space to come home to after battling the world because no one wants to battle the world and then come home and battle his wife. Mm -hmm. That's a fucking headache. Mm -hmm. Right. And the woman not only wants that, but more than that wants a man that she can trust to be a form of security, safety and production rather exactly. than safety and emotion. See? So like when you're in the relationship and after a couple years, like the woman might still be providing that, like she might still be like a very high contender to be the mother of your children because she's your safe space. She's like, cool like whatever but if the man's not fulfilling his side of the obligation as in continuing to be a prospect for security then she's gonna start vocalizing that in the form of blatant disrespect so it doesn't and seem like it's on the man it's on the man it's a hundred percent on the man whether you're in a relationship or not you always got to go to work and perform mm -hmm. that's that that's my whole thing and and more often than not if you look at guys when before they got with their girlfriends and after they're in better shape before mm. because they always have to they are they're always like i need the opportunity to fuck when the opportunity comes i want to be in the best shape ever you know but then they're like okay i'm getting i'm getting constant pussy now plus i live with my girlfriend i don't need to go to the gym i don't need to work that hard to get that promotion mm, that just means you don't have discipline and drive as a dude maybe maybe that drive lessens because of some biochemical thing because you have a mate now mm -hmm. but that just means you have less drive and that's on you still that's the problem it's all on the man yeah. it's all on the man so men need to recognize that even though they have a woman they need to continue still, to still strive be, for excellence yeah still at the end of the day every individual is responsible for themselves their happiness their place in life or their reaction to their place in life so if you only see yourself as a, as a husband or a father, you still need to see yourself as an individual who should want to progress, learn things, stay disciplined, and they have a big-ass goal you can trick yourself into being disciplined for. Um, here's a point someone told me. Tell me. Because it. Once, once she starts like disrespecting you, especially in public, Am I, am I a take, schmuck? Am I schmuck to up? her? You're schmuck to her. Am I a schmuck? Am I disciplined and progressing? 
Well, like it, it's all relative, you know, like sure. she, her ex-boyfriend could have made a million dollars a month and you make 200,000 a month. And there's someone random 24 year old who's a billionaire. Yeah. So there's so like a whatever pro- her gauge of value is. <clears throat> but like once, once she starts disrespecting you in public, then you got to take a look at the relationship and see what you need to improve on because a woman's not going to disrespect a man she's afraid to lose. Mm-hmm. Okay. If she's not afraid to lose you, she's going to shit on you in front of your friends and her friends. So that's a, that's a pretty good sign. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's a, it's a physical representation of if you are, uh, your, your value in the world is increasing as in the eyes of a, of someone else. Yeah. And a lot of older guys tell me, don't guys don't, don't date until you're successful. And I, you know, I, I see why. Um, makes some sense because women are a distraction. People are but, a distraction usually, but, uh, but you know, like if you can, if you can balance it, go for it. Just there, there's a, focus. there's a whole lot of imbalance in success most of the time. Yeah. Kobe Bryant even said, someone asked him, so what does a relationship with you look like? And he <laughs> says, Oh, you would suffer because we would never like, you'd never see me because I'm always in the gym. <laughs> you got to be okay with that. And what I was thinking of, ah, ah man, homie died like a couple years. Oh, he's dead. A couple of years after he retired and he, he probably would have still been grinding on like media and the investment and stuff, but like just a whole lot more time to spend with family. And that's, you know, he would have been in space. Yeah. It was something. supposed to be him. You watch that movie and you're like, this shit have been Kobe. Oh, Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. Imbalance. But I mean, that also means at a certain point, say you're striving for success. <laughs> you, you reach that big ass goal that you tricked yourself to be disciplined for at the end of the day, you still just want good relationships with people and peace in your life. So have that mind as you're, as you're striving to make time for you, one yourself, most importantly to get in that whole individual responsibility cycle, but make time for the people that are your family and they'll love you. Cause if you don't do that, you know, you're just in a rat cycle of a, of a bigger rat cycle. And then what, what are you going to do? on the beach go ahead you'll enjoy uh, it a little bit. I, I, I don't know what i was gonna say yeah but you don't like family i'd rather have a beach whoa where'd you get that from i would say the opposite of what i was saying oh you, you always assume i'm gonna say the worst thing possible. Just, just i would rather I have a family than a beach any day but it's a nice beach i don't care crystal blue so Eight, what 76 degrees the nicest beaches I've ever been on were with my family. Oh, uh, that's beautiful. That's, that's, that's a nice chapter title or a book title. Yeah. yeah. Like, what am I going to go to beach alone? I mean, that's <laughs> cool, but I do like beaches alone. I, I had a thing about a beach. I was going to bring up something about water. Oh, last wow. time you went to a beach, as we wrap up, last time you went as to a beach, we wrap up. Last beach you went to? Last beach I went to was Hawaii. Why? I don't know. Maybe I went to Santa Monica. You haven't been to a good old LA beach in a while. Um, yeah, LA beaches are crazy. LA popping right now. Everything's just like... What's going on? I don't know. 
real quick though, did you hear about the in and out that closed in San Francisco because they refused to check Vax cards? I didn't know they closed, but I saw that headline. Yeah, and they said we refuse to police be the police for any government. Yeah, it's interesting. Private business on public land. Yeah. I get it, but I also get both sides. Governing a city and governing your private business. Yeah. In and out's delicious. I would also probably take that stance of like... like yeah, uh, I wonder like, why like, more businesses like have it. Is it because in and outs like super small and super like private and then that's successful and can probably succeed without one franchise people immediately are just like or they just don't care like other like i know like uh, the mavericks cuban wants either people like a negative test or vaccine um just because in his mind it makes his fans at ease if like there's like people that aren't at ease so he makes somewhat at ease for the majority of his fans Mm -hmm. but other people probably don't care so they decide not to people won't care people really care um his his thing was like we have a lot of people that are immunocompromised and it gives them peace of mind if people have a negative test to get into the game so it's a fan experience my goodness dude if your fans don't if that's not your your consumer base then you probably have that side as well it, it could be said that <laughs> i don't know how many people go to it and not because they're religious fanatics but we're gonna, the government is forcing us to inquire about the medical history of our customers uh yeah that's kind of weird but it's kind of weird mean, when you say it like that there there are companies that that do that though i wonder like even um, before this and then i was just like man our burgers are so good like people are still gonna fucking come. Well, that's what I'm so, saying. Like they, first of all, they have the brand of like r- religious fanatics that will do what they want yeah. <laughs> as a private company. So they're like, yo, we don't care about this, and we have good business. So suck it. Damn, that's so good. All right, man. What you got coming up this week? I got. <clears throat> what do I have coming up this week? Uh, you know, <laughs> nothing super big. Dope. Did yeah. you accomplish anything this week that you wanted to? <clears throat> yeah, I, I've been working on some projects, but we're mostly just doing research and stuff, thinking, looking around on metaverse stuff. Yeah, man. It's like I said, I said, it's, it's definitely an anxious time where like, yo, I, I need to make something for it to get on like, because it's going to take the same road as kind of NFT in, in the crypto space, at least. I don't know about industry, but <clears throat> I told you it's definitely like an anxious time of creators to be like, yeah, I need to do something and grab something. Um, smart way might just be education, like yeah, just teaching definitely. people, teaching companies about it, you know? High echelon customers, for sure. Yeah. Just be like, yo, we'll get your whole team on board, get them trained up. I mean, Microsoft, <laughs> but the training part of it, sure. But I mean, Microsoft is going to be the enterprise for enterprise things in, in, in vir- <coughs> virtual yeah. reality. Did I tell you about that book I read? Which one? Oh, All right. Quick summary. This guy, 
basically he makes $85 million a year or his company does. And five years ago, he didn't have anything, but his whole thing is um, super high ticket services. And Mm -hmm. he, he says that you should charge an egregious amount of money, but you have to charge value because someone else, or you have to bring a lot of value and go above and beyond in the value. Because even though somebody sells the same thing for like 70% less, psychologically, somebody's going to look at the more expensive thing and question, why is it more expensive? How much more will I get for it? And if they're like a serious customer, they might like, they might purchase it. So his thing is he's really good at selling um, gym memberships. So he made a company where he was like, all right, if you have a small business and it's a gym, I will sell out your gym in two months or you don't have to pay a dime. (coughs) And it was, he charged $40,000. And all the gyms would end up making like $250,000 extra. So they had no problem paying him. So demand was through the roof. And he was like, shit, dude, I'm way too busy. I'm just going to make a video course for how to sell out your gym. And I'm going to sell it for 15 grand. Like super fucking expensive, right? But like it's going to work. So like, like you either want it or you don't. So his thing is basically like teaching you how to like, sell a service for super high create urgency um it all goes back value. to predictable value and yeah high, but high ticket thing is also good if you sell something for 10 bucks there are going to be a lot of questions but if you sell something for ten thousand dollars it's going to be like all right what do i do next um but it does all come back to that i have a proven system that can get you capital off top and i'm going to sell you a lot for it because it's premium stuff yeah. You also have to like, you have to be good at something other than making a company. Like he's really good at sales. You got to be like really good at something. And another lesson he learned is the more you niche down, the higher you can charge. So for example, if you have a guitar course on how to teach guitar lessons, that's probably worth like $20 or something. But if you say guitar lesson for jazz, guitar lessons for jazz, then you can make it a hundred dollars. But then you say guitar lessons for jazz, guitar teachers and you can make it a thousand dollars you know so just like the more you funnel down the more valuable becomes who's this guy book his name is alex hermosi his book is called a hundred billion dollar offers hundred million dollar offers and it's on kindle i think it's free hoyo hundred million dollar offers by alexander get him on the pod get him on the pod oh i don't know about that he charges thirty thousand dollars to speak Rickard Bond. Yeah, his time is valuable. What, what is the value that you can provide? Look at this smile, you know? It's invaluable. See, that's, that, that, that's, that's a valuable man right there. He's, look at those. You think he works out? Who, Alexander or this smile? Alexander Hermosi. Are you looking uh, at him? No. Let me oh, see. I thought you were looking at a picture of him. He's fucking huge. Well, I mean, he's a gym guy, so. <laughs> that's also part of the branding. What is his name? Alexander. Oh man, he looks funny. (laughs) He looks like a fucking, remember ants? Yes. How'd they do? You seen him in a minute, dude? Have I seen him? I see him now and then. No, they're good. Yeah. Yeah. That gym space is always kind of a weird bit of space for teaching teachers how to do gym stuff. People pay a fucking lot to work out. Probably because you have a subscription model and you have incentive already built in. 
and, and also addictive just chemically. So maybe it makes sense. Just make it kind of nice and like a good culture and like try great to- culture. I'm, I'm reading a book called uh, something about membership, but it's about amazing, basically making cults as subscribers. I'll remember it later. Thanks for listening, everybody. Ricker and Bond on Instagram. Head over Ricker to our Discord as well. The Discord, Ricker and Bond Discord family. Give some ideas. Give some crypto shills. Perhaps. Our episode. Two and a half hour episode full of both gossiping about other people's lives and crypto entertainment and analysis of the future of the internet. I mean, tell me, tell me one other podcast. Tell me one other podcast. I wonder if YouTube's gonna be around in the metaverse. Um, How is that gonna pivot? I mean, depends on they, how many people are how many people, you know. They got money. They got money to experiment with features. So it's also I'm Google. Sure they'll <laughs> yeah, they'll be they'll be fine. But they okay. they might have they might have to start building up another brand right now. I don't know. You think that'd be smart? Or you think it'd be smart just to keep it under YouTube? I feel like at some man. point YouTube will have diminishing returns. At some point, but still, who who's their competition? It, like, there's nobody on the horizon. May, like, I don't even say TikTok because I'll look at some numbers. But I'll look up some numbers, but a lot of people are on TikTok, man. Yeah. Either, either way, I, if I was Google, I would say, "What is the what will be the peak of YouTube, and does it behoove us to put into a a new strategy now for that brand, or build up another brand?" YouTube's biggest thing is biggest advantage is searchability. It is. Like it, in ten years, it's going to be difficult to find ten year old TikToks unless you're looking for them on YouTube. Yeah, I brought shout out to uh, Pat Buteau, by the way. Last podcast, Noam Decom on on TikTok. He's doing real cool stuff with like basically crowdsourcing writing material for his content. Um, I think it's awesome. But I was saying like, yeah, TikTok isn't good search. But in the future, will there be less de- less centralized search options than than Google? Will it be more decentralized search things, or it still be under most companies' control? If you still have if you still have Google control of search, I'd probably go with YouTube still. If Google looks in the future and they say there's going to be less centralized searching on the internet i i would do something else and that's fr- that's free consulting right now that's god dang fifty thousand dollars a talk dude is thanks it, for listening it is. is it is it how much money did you make this month good question great question that's to determine how much that 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 snippet was worth the well yes and no if i'm like my time is worth $50 an hour. And someone's like, what else would you be doing? And I'm like, not making money. Is it really worth $50 an hour? Or is it worth $50 an hour? Cause I'm giving up a bigger opportunity to make money. Depends on what people want to believe. Rick and Bond, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And what you show them. All about results. All about numbers. It is. Gurus and All stuff. Right. That question is the ultimate question though. How much you make? Boom. Love you all.